Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and we are on a bank holiday challenge of a difference. Uh, We have been inspired by the Captain Tom 100 challenge this weekend, Um, but we're doing a slightly different challenge in the fact that we're documenting 100 stories of hope. A lot of people are speaking about hope now, but what does it actually look like? What does it mean to people? So I am joined now by Gareth McNabb, who is Director of External Affairs at Christians Against Poverty. Gareth, how are you? I'm very well, Anne. Happy Bank Holiday. Happy Bank Holiday. And thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Um, So what does hope mean to you? Hope for me, hope is a word that describes that energy of the future, something bigger than me, something ahead of me that draws me on in life and helps me overcome challenges, find energy to do things that I wouldn't have thought possible yeah, I think that's kind of what I mean when I say I have hope. I like that. Energy of the future. That's that's really good. It's very active. And futurist. Um, I'm not very present, sit around and think about the current moment kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am quite futurist in my focus and my energies and what I think about and read about. Brilliant. Brilliant. And so what, what story to you epitomises hope? Um, The first one that springs to mind is um, the feeling that rose up in my heart when I first read about William Wilberforce. Um, William Wilberforce, for those who don't know, late 18th century, early 19th century British politician and evangelical Christian whose name is plastered all over the the abolitionist movement, Mm -hmm. the movement to abolish the slave trade. And... Um, If you've watched the film Amazing Grace or you've read his biography, um, then you'll know that what seemed like a hopeless task in 1789 when he first rose in the Houses of Parliament to decry slavery, to claim that um, human beings are not possessions that they can be owned and Mm -hmm. traded, uh, but have dignity and worth in the eyes of their creator, um, that 28 years later, having risen in Parliament most years in those 28 years, that he would see a bill in his lifetime past to abolish the slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think if if one of the greatest evils the planet has ever known can be overcome in one man's lifetime, mm-hmm. then to me, whatever social ill or evil you set your eyes on and say, do you know what? That doesn't exist in the kind of world that I want to live in. I'm going to give my life to seeing that stamped out. Yeah, I, I think there's there's... We underestimate, we overestimate what we can do in a year, mm-hmm. but we underestimate what we can do with a whole lifetime. And so the story of William Wilberforce and his uh, colleagues, the way uh, Wilberforce uh, navigated the parliamentary world, Thomas Clarkson navigated the church world in terms of movement. John Newton was preaching against slavery. Equiano was using his own experience as a former slave to bring it to life. Um, men and women across the country were giving up sugar to, to draw away um, the, the riches that came with the slave trade. Really, it was a movement with no one particular figurehead, but to me, the life of William Wilberforce, the power of one life poured out for others, um, that, that inspires me. And uh, that's the story I tell whenever I'm describing to somebody why I do the work I do in terms of mm-hmm. trying to eradicate problem debt and poverty in mm-hmm. my lifetime. If we can get rid of the African slave trade, in one man's lifetime, then we can surely eradicate poverty in the fifth largest economy in the country in one man's lifetime. So 
so yeah that's that's a story of hope for me that's brilliant i really like that and i i really like your phrase we overestimate what we can do in a year we underestimate what we can do in a lifetime it's Mm. it's so a number of people have talked about hope being part of the bigger picture and actually hope becomes when you see the the overall goals that you're going for and holding onto it with hope that it can be achieved just like Wilberforce did not thinking oh well we didn't achieve that in a year so maybe we'll 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 carve it up and we'll do that little you know maybe we'll have a petition next year and then maybe we'll have a committee the year after and 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 then if that year gets knocked then you've lost the momentum to keep going whereas if you've got your eye on the goal of the the lifetime achievement aim Mm. that gives you the energy um that's and and the other thing that really strikes me in how you tell Wilberforce's story is it wasn't just him. It's it's very hard, isn't it, to be that lone radical that's kind of trying to say, hey, people, we can change. But sometimes that's it, it's lonely and sometimes to keep going. Whereas actually Wilberforce had a number of people around him that were also saying, hang on a second, this isn't right. Yeah. And we'll stand together, no matter whether other people are telling us we're crazy and it's just not going to happen. We will stand together to keep each other accountable. Yeah, he found his tribe, didn't he? Uh, yeah. You've got to find your tribe. When you're trying to change the world, you need a you need a tribe around you. And um, interestingly, his tribe found him. Actually, it was it was the abolitionist movement and the particularly the Quakers um, who realised we need an ally in Parliament. We're not going to change the world by giving up sugar alone. Um, mm-hmm. Let's 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 see what what access do we have to the corridors of power? And and it turned out that somebody knew somebody who knew Wilberforce. And before long, um, he was broken for the needs of those who'd experienced slavery. And his evangelical faith, um, expressed through Anglican church tradition, very much aligned with the very active movement of the Quakers. So yeah, yeah, we all need to find our tribe. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, often your tribe will find you. If you think you're on your own, um, yeah. it's, that's not true. There, there will be others who are aligned with your cause. And uh, won't, once you find them, do you know what? The world's your oyster. That's really interesting and and something I can slightly identify with, actually. Um, So I run a a content marketing agency with my husband, We Do Stories, and we've spent years teaching people about digital and teaching them about the potential connections that digital can bring. Mm. Well, of course, now everything that we've been teaching people is coming people need it and they absolutely need it. And they're kind of like, oh, that that thing that we thought was an option is now a necessity and it's it's been quite interesting seeing the journey and seeing how a season that no one could ever expect has actually brought phenomenal change in that respect Mm -hmm. um but through the early days of that journey definitely can identify with that and i'm sure you you see this time and time again with christians against poverty that the lone person feeling like they are the only one chipping away at something that seems so big but they feel that they have to chip away at it. And actually, you're right. You, the tribe does eventually find you, but it's it's the process of not stopping chipping away until they do, isn't it? Mm. Yes, I, th- I think so. I, yeah. I definitely think so. It's certainly been my journey uh, life-wise, career-wise. Some of what I um, read about, definitely, yeah, you don't, you don't give up on the dream in order to find your tribe, but finding your tribe is a really important part of seeing mm. your dream come to pass. If you can do on your own what you've set your life about, you've probably set your eyes too too low. 
you've probably got too small a goal. If you could do it all on your own, do you know what? Even if you're hearing my words and you're going after a whole lifetime's goal, if you can do it on your own, it's too small. There's a whole world to change. There's so many <laughs> social evils, so many things in the world that could be better if enough of us just decided to make them better. So, uh, yeah, even if, if you are on your own chipping away, uh, finding your tribe is a really important part of achieving your goal. And I would challenge you, like, think big. You can do an awful lot more. If you can do more in a, with a lifetime than you can in a year, imagine five of you giving your whole lives to it. Yeah. That's brilliant and inspiring words. Thank you so much, Gareth. My pleasure.